Welcome to the NFP Adventure Road Trip Podcast. On this episode, we drive through Pennsylvania State University, also known as Penn State, and we meet up with a girl named Megan who actually went to the University of South Carolina for her first year of college and ended up transferring back to her home state and has had this amazing shift of mindset and idea of what she wants to do and how she pursues her career and her lifestyle moving forward. And so we were able to have this incredible conversation with her, enjoyed getting to see her again and seeing how her thoughts have changed and learning from this transition that she went through. And we're excited to share it with you and we hope you enjoy it. I am a junior here at Penn State and my major is economics. I came to Penn State after a crazy journey everywhere else but um, came here because I saw a comfortable place to build myself professionally and academically. So awesome. And what's your major? Econ. Econ. Sorry. Great. And then so you've had to make a couple transitional decisions right? Yeah. yeah. So what prompted those decisions and where do you feel like you are now in terms of deciding what you want to do after school? When I went into school my freshman year, I was at a different school and had a completely different plan with my life and I had everything planned down to like the day, time, year, whatever. Um, Beyond that, I just realized things weren't right for me. That included the school I was at, that included my major. Um, When I got to Penn State, I was in hospitality and then transferred to Econ after a semester because I just felt that I could, I wasn't putting myself, or I wasn't prioritizing my academics over my future. Um, I really wanted to learn something that was stimulating and I was focusing too much on my plan after school. Mm. So I switched and now I'm happy where I am. Um, After school, it's tough with certain majors because there's, I mean, every major, there's so many different directions you can go in. Um, it's finding the direction that you feel most comfortable in, and that's what I've learned over the past couple of years, is that don't plan anything out until you know how comfortable you are in that position. So, so what changed? <laughs> like, what did you want originally, and what do you want now? So originally, I was dead set for um, after school going into like event, event management, venue management type of thing in hospitality, but now I see myself more in like a leadership position within a company um so hopefully I get into that (laughs) I don't know (laughs) and so ideally what are some of the non-negotiables for you like what kind of people do you want to work with what kind of company um what do you want them to be able to give to you and what do you think you'll be able to give to them um I found a ton of value in surrounding yourself with people that are better than you in the sense that they push you in many different ways you know when it comes to your education they push you to learn more they push you to um, challenge yourself that kind of thing and that's always a huge thing when you're trying to further yourself academically professionally all the above so that's great Mm -hmm. Um, and so what do you think say you have a mentor or um, someone who's above you when you graduate and they are like what how would you like that relationship to go Um, what do you want them to be able to provide to you to be able to make sure that you're achieving whatever you want to achieve Um, I think that there definitely needs to be respect obviously but there also needs to be 
it needs to be a comfortable relationship. You need to be able to approach them with anything personally or professionally just because after a lot of different changes in the past couple of years, a lot of those were prompted by you know feeling uncomfortable, feeling too far outside of your comfort zone. Um, you need to make sure that you are comfortable enough that you can push yourself and be confident in the direction you're going. And if you're not comfortable, you will never be confident. So, yeah. And what about being here made you more comfortable? I think I was just more confident in myself and what I was doing day to day. I had never really pushed myself out of my comfort zone and I did and I was proud of myself, but then I realized that I wasn't going to be able to go confidently in any direction if I wasn't comfortable where I was. That, that was what prompted that. <laughs> in your future career and job outlook, what is something that you're looking for in a company and that in applying to a company, whether it be their values, a, a place you want to grow in or what they stand for? Is there anything particular that comes to mind? As a company, you need to be confident in your values and you can't kind of stray from those. If I, if I were to go into a company and they were kind of wishy-washy on what they valued and what they saw as important, then I wouldn't feel confident in myself in that role. So I think whether it doesn't matter what it is, if I agree with those values, if I see myself aligning with those values and they don't stray from those, I would appreciate that. One thing that our generation has been looking at is being able to grow in a position, um, seeing a future and not being stuck in one place whether that be in a role or in a city you know just seeing the opportunity to grow and move and experience other things that's a huge thing for me is teleworking something that interests you teleworking like working wherever you want yeah. oh um versus being in an office or maybe mixed or going from the office to working from home or working from another location or in a car on a road trip yeah. <laughs> in a car on a road trip yeah. um i think that wherever you work you need to be surrounded with people so if you're able to be in a remote location you know just being able to communicate with people efficiently and effectively and having them around you that's a piece of the office culture that pushes people um, I think that there's a ton of value in being able to work wherever you want because as I said you need to be comfortable but at the same time you need to always be surrounded with people that are working towards a common goal. Mm. So if you're able to do that away from the office, amazing, but that is a value of the office culture, so. What are your favorite companies, whether it's something that you buy, wear, use, um, and why? Um, this is gonna be kind of biased because I just spent a summer in London, but Coca-Cola has been fascinating me lately. I don't know the word, like their presentation abroad in London yeah. especially is huge and I think that I've just kind of been looking forward to, um, or I've been looking into their company more specifically just because they've, they've been in the forefront of my mind so, so much lately. But um, there's also companies like Starbucks that have presented themselves as being able to respond to pressures of their market. And I think whether that be environmentally or societal issues, those kinds of things, I, it's important for a company to be able to respond to their market. So Starbucks obviously has been doing a great job with that. What was the best and worst part of your summer in London? Best and worst part? Um, best part was I got to meet so many different people from like around the world. Like my two best friends are from South Africa and then um, 
I had two professors from Italy and met people from Belgium and Germany and all these places. But at the same time, it was a group of people that were all there for the same reason. So we all had this common interest, which was awesome. Worst part was, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, it was expensive and I wasn't being paid to travel. <laughs> so it's hard to do that. Awesome. Um, so what scares you most and excites you most about graduating? That's a really question. The moment you get into the real world and you start working, you know, within a workforce, that's your goal all your life. You know, you've always wanted to grow up and when people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You say a profession. So I think that that's so exciting, but it's also incredibly intimidating because you're here. This is your future. You know, when you grow up, well, here we are. Most scared of? not having a clue I don't know you know I think a lot of people just tend to fake it until you make it and yeah so <laughs> it's kind of intimidating to go into a situation that you're not sure what you're doing or where you are or anything like that and but there's also I mean that's real life you don't know exactly what your profession's going to hold or what day-to-day -day experiences you're going to have so you kind of have to fake it until you make it yeah which is scary but real. <laughs> is there a business leader you look up to in particular? And if so, why? Um, is it cliche to say my dad? <laughs> oh, um, my dad has been, my both my dad and my grandfather have owned their own businesses um, all my life. And, you know, my dad has always looked up to my grandfather, his dad, and he always said that do your best work and never accept payment for anything less than you deserve. And he always said that if you're always doing your best work, you will always deserve anything you get in return, whether that be the experiences, the money, anything like that. And I think that he's kind of, ooh, there's bad. I think that he's kind of run his business on that principle, is that as long as we work really hard, we deserve whatever we get. And it comes in all different ways. You have to work hard for your clients. You have to work hard for your um, employees. All the, like all those things matter in a company, so. I look up to my dad and my grandpa. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, that was a wonderful interview with Megan on this beautiful campus here at Penn State. Um, I know the listeners couldn't see it, but where we interviewed was absolutely beautiful. The sun was setting. You could see Old Main in the distance. We had flowers and a pond right behind us. We're sitting on a bridge. It was perfect. Um, what do you? What are your thoughts on it? She was great. I I liked how she was speaking from a perspective. She transferred back home, which she didn't tell us in the interview, and she gave herself an opportunity at the beginning of school to try something completely different, exciting, go into hospitality, and then realigned her values with what she wanted and was able to focus on academics and concentrate her priorities, which is really nice to be around and to hear and to, to see that kind of take full effect in her life in such a positive way. Right. And she mentioned, you know, finding the direction in life that is more comfortable to her mm -hmm. and not the route that everyone else is going. And, you know, so often we get these things, we get comfortability uh, confused with complacency. And I think she's smart enough to recognize that. And she even said later on in the interview, she mentioned how she should surround herself with people who push her, that make her challenge herself, with you know, that make her learn new things. Because 
she doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want to end up complacent. Right. There's a there's a value to pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Still, at the end of the day, people thrive when they have a baseline level of comfort where they can excel and are able to feel at home and as a part of a unit and able to contribute in such a greater way. Because at a certain point, always being fully outside your comfort zone really wears on your energy level and your productivity too. It's a, it's a balance, and it it's was a balancing act. Exactly, we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. She, One day. Yeah, she also had an emphasis on values for the future company yeah. she wants to work for. She wants to work for a company who is confident and in their values that stands for their values does is not wishy washy on their values to make ends meet. And I thought that was really unique. And I, I, that's also a common trend I'm seeing I was in, gonna, yeah. in the uh, future generation, future workforce generation. Yeah, values um, matter. And they, they need do. to align with ours. And I hope that that mindset doesn't is not just left behind in college and doesn't get thrown out when they start their career. Because, that's you know, everyone goes into career with the, well, not everyone, but, you know, a lot of people go into a career with the right um, goals in mind, with the right. right. It's very easy to fall into that lifestyle and almost like because you want to be accepted like you want exactly you want to be part of you don't want to be an outcast right so it's hard to stand up for what you personally believe in when everyone else is doing the opposite it is unless you step into somewhere that already mm -hmm. not agrees with it necessarily but follow that walks in that line because as an entering the workforce you are an outsider and you You have to figure out what your role in your place and how you add value you know, without stirring the pot too much, it, it, being able to have That's new, another balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. New innovative ideas mm-hmm. and learning how to be part of the culture and all of that. I mean, that whole entrance process is yeah, for sure. tough. Yeah, for sure. And she also mentioned, you know, vertical mobility is important to her. Yeah. And that's another common thing we see with people we've interviewed so far is they want to be able to move up. They also want to be able to move horizontally. They want to move, you know, to other, as we saw in Ohio State, those guys want to be able to have the, have the you know, option to maybe switch careers within a company and also be able to um, advance their careers within a company. And that's something that she really looks for. Right, and that was something that Kim Davis even pointed to in her mentorship series points in the Ohio State episode, and she brought up that one of the questions you should ask is, so if I continue to progress and do well in this job, what are my opportunities for growth and progression? Mm -hmm. And understanding that right out of the gate versus having to ask later and not already understanding what that looks like, Mm -hmm. which I love there. Keep giving us great advice. <laughs> yeah, and, and personally for me, I, you know, at the end of an interview or at the end of, you know, discussing a future career with someone, and if they ask if I have any questions, that's usually one of my questions. Definitely. It's upward mobility. Yeah, it's great. So I'm excited for her. I'm excited to see where she goes. And we only have a little bit of this state left before <laughs> we get to Philly. So let's go ahead and get on the road. NFP is an industry-leading insurance broker and consultant that provides employee benefits, property and casualty, retirement, and individual private client solutions through their licensed subsidiaries and affiliates. They're changing the landscape of this industry, which is one of the many reasons why we were so excited to partner with them. They've taught us about their initiatives to adapt to the changing work environment, inspire innovation across different areas in order to establish themselves as thought leaders. It's been an inspiring experience for us, which we know will reflect in the content of this podcast for you. 
Oftentimes we don't expect companies to extend an arm like NFP has and start a conversation like this, so we're very lucky. We have seen what they are doing to hire more actively for diversity and inclusion because a diverse workforce is imperative to true innovation and progress. For this episode's mentorship series, we get to speak to Laura Nichols, who is the SVP and head of procurement at NFP. She was actually the first conversation that I was able to have with NFP, and she gave me some phenomenal advice that I would love to share with you. The first one is on the future workforce, and she says to understand the culture of an industry and what you're planning to work, because this is one of the most important, impactful elements of whether or not you feel challenged and fulfilled. It's the industry at large that you have to consider in addition to the company. And you have, you can have the exact same job in different companies and different industries and have widely different experiences and successes. So choose a role in a place with high alignment with your own values. The next she gave us some thoughts on this generation. She said this generation has a ton of pressure to make meaningful decisions very early, which affects how decision-making is approached. So keep talking to people, keep being inquisitive, and keep sharpening your strengths. And relax. You apply a lot of pressure to get the roadmap just right and to make every moment count. To move forward full speed ahead. So sometimes your greatest achievements are found in the moments of reflection and enjoyment. So give yourself time to be a person and just experience life. Something I know I definitely needed to hear and appreciated. She also gave us advice on being a great negotiator. And she said... In her role as essentially chief negotiator, she points out the importance of understanding what idea is going to be best for both companies so that the relationship is mutually beneficial and sustainable. And if you get the right people in the room, you're going to find ways that both companies can grow. So contrary to common belief, negotiating isn't about winning, it's about agreeing. And if you win a negotiation, then by definition, your newest business partner is losing. And that's not really a recipe for success. So find ways to create common ground, have open and transparent agreements, and watch the relationship grow over time. And last, on success as a whole. Real success, real change, and real value are measured over time. Don't measure each day on success or failure. Live your day and then reflect on the month. Because progress doesn't happen in an instant. Your stage dispute is a result of countless hours of rehearsal. Your ability to read comes from long-term investments by those who already know how. Your skills as a member of a team, role as a friend, contributor as a colleague, and volunteer for any cause require you to learn over time. So no one gets it right the first time. Enjoy your opportunities to evolve and enrich in your thoughts and the lives of those around you. Work hard, pay attention, always be considerate, Think out of the box and courageously share your unique ideas. You'll be surprised how much you can accomplish by using time and remembering your moments as pieces to be a big, beautiful puzzle that takes a lifetime to complete. 